to yet another episode of Splash Football Podcast with me, your host, Dominic Victor, and I'm officially set on today's episode of the podcast to give you the best match review of all the games that went down in the English Premier League match day one. And yes, of course, the Premier League is back with all its actions and all its excitement. And boy, oh boy, Splash Football Podcast, uh, we are here for you. Trust me, on today's episode of the podcast, what's on the menu? We'll be thinking at it and analyzing real deep the matches, the big fixtures, not just the big fixtures, all the games that took center stage on Saturday. It was Liverpool playing a 2 draw against Fulham and some other matches that also took center stage this Saturday was Leicester City playing out a 2 draw as well against Brentford. Now, the biggest win of the week was... Total Mosport defeating Southampton by four goals to nothing. And as well, Manchester United on Sunday, they lost surprisingly to Brighton Hanover Albion. And as well as Chelsea, they were one new victors over Everton. Jorginho doing the wonder against Everton. Now, I'm not alone in the studio this evening. Uh, I've got Wilson Emmanuel here with me. Good evening, Wilson. He's a sports analyst who plays the streets in sports journalism and broadcasting as a whole. Good evening, Wilson, and welcome to Splash Football Podcast. Yeah, good evening, Dominic. My boss, as I will always say, it's, it's really, really nice to be on the show with you this evening. I think it's been a, a very long time since we shared you know, the mic to talk about sports. So. <laughs> It's a new season, an exciting one at that, and um, I think let's let's roll, let's just have fun. Yeah, bro, it's really really exciting. I must confess. Um, <laughs> I've told you stuff, Kalebi boss. You are the one that is the boss. You know, somebody who sits in the high thrones and you know, doing all the thing he does, like a chairman, not supposed to be Kalebi boss. But that's by the yeah. way. Uh, you want to say something? <laughs> I want to say thank you for all the accolades, but I reject them. <laughs> you're, you're not serious. Okay, let's let's get straight to the action, shall we? Now, the first game that took the stage and match the one of the Premier League was Arsenal. Now, Arsenal played Southampton. So we're being joined by MX. Good evening, MX. Can you kindly use your earphone? We're already live. Yeah, good evening, MX. Welcome to Splash Football Podcast. Thank you. I don't, I don't know if talk with the network, but it's nice to be here on the show. Today. Good evening, Wilson, and good evening, Dominic. Let's have a fantastic conversation. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Good evening, MX. We're actually waiting for one person. I hope she joins us on the way. But let's get the show starting in NS, shall we? Uh, the first picture that took center stage on Saturday on March Day 1 of the Premier League. It was Arsenal. Yes, they brought in the fire from preseason to the league. They, they defeated Southampton convincingly by two goals to nothing. What a performance. Oh. My apologies, Crystal Palace. Yes, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, they defeated Crystal Palace by two goals to nothing. A very convincing win for the Arsenal side. Now, Arsenal in preseason, they've been doing great. They've been, you know, winning their matches. And then, lots of person won't expect, like me personally, um, I'm not really seeing Arsenal in the top four positions. But currently now, they are beginning to prove their worth in the season. MX, what, what, what do you think about that? 
Okay, first of all, I'm a big ass fan, and um, when when you started over saying a convincing result, I don't think it was a convincing result. Really? It wasn't a convincing result. They had to do the job, and they did the job. But the, the at least a win was convincing enough for us. Now at the time they were top of a Premier League table. It's it's it early days, don't it? But talking about the match itself, we should not also forget yeah. that, that that this is very very difficult ground for us now. This okay. same um, Crystal Palace trash last night. They sold us for three goals in the last season. And uh, if you notice, all through last season, I don't think any top. Apart from Liverpool, defeated the Crystal Palace, they are the sellers pack. So it's a very, very tough ground to go through. Any, any, anything that goes to the sellers pack definitely knows it's going there to part two. And for Arsenal, if you watch the first 20 minutes of the game, was like uh, you were watching Manchester City. Mm. Like, the way Arsenal pressed, the way. Yeah. The system in which they, 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 they attacked them, the Crystal Palace, you could see it from the from the flank to the likes of them, Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Issus, Amkara Saka. The first 20 minutes, and in um, three minutes of play, Gabriel Martinelli missed them, that golden chance after being set up by that middle Gabriel Issus. So it was it was a very, very good Arsenal first 20 minutes. But this is the team we have been noticing with Arsenal, even from last season. After yeah. they take the lead, they tend to drop the intensity. Yes. Don't offer Crystal Palace that much chance to be able to move the ball around. Crystal Palace dominated Arsenal for, for for the remainder of the matches. I'm sorry, of the remainder of the of the game. They dominated Arsenal all through. That that's that's the team that Mikel Arteta and his boys need to work on. And that's how he wants to play the the Pep Guardiola let's refer to the way Pep Guardiola played against Manchester City I'll be against West Ham it was not a convincing game but immediately they got that goal they knew West Ham was going to we were going to come out full goals and what they did was they died the tempo of the game by moving the ball around that control passing that's the kind of system Mikel Ateta wants to take a faster but he needs to he needs to instill his play in his players their ability to be able to maintain that same level of intensity they bring from the first 20 minutes because it's the team from last season. After the first 20 minutes, Arsenal tend to drop the intensity and tend to give the opponent much, uh, much uh, more position. But the, not being critical of, of the squad, it, it was a very, very important thing. And for me, the standout performance was uh, William Saliba. If you want yeah. To from the Lisbon conference or with Olympic Marseille, you know he's a what Saliba we should, we should not forget the previous best in the panel. They were the main invention of St. Etienne's and Mizuron, I think, three years ago. And uh, he's just showing he's going to be a quality defender. He, he put himself his first match in the English family in a very tough surroundings and he was able to work at the convincing, Not a convincing, but they, are, they got the job done. Let's see what they do against yeah. the best Okay, yeah, indeed, they really got the job done. Like you said, not a convincing result, but Crystal Palace, they are not a team that you joke with, like you said earlier, on, on in their own home ground. And they certainly proved it against Arsenal. Now, um, Wilson, I would ask you this question. Arsenal this season, um, currently they are in the top four positions. Do you actually see them 
finishing in the top four because a lot of persons believe that the way Arsenal are going with the kind of signing they've made, they should be able to, you know, the clean Champions League position. Is that really going to happen, Wilson? Um, personally, I, 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 I think this is positive days for Arsenal and their supporters, yes. But do I think they have what it takes to go through 38 games and finish in the top four? I don't think so. Except except something changes between now and the end of the transfer window. I think where, where they will lack is um, um, in their bench. Because yeah. just like what Femex said, like the, the ability of these players to keep up a certain level of consistency in the game sometimes is questioned and that's because of the, the quality they, they have on their bench. So if they can get in let's say one or two quality players that can come in and continue what the starting level has started in a particular game and see that game through. You know, at the point in that Crystal Palace game, Crystal Palace were having chances that if they had converted, maybe that game would have ended with two one, two there about but that, that's what I think about the Arsenal. Maybe they will, they will you know, challenge. They will, they will narrowly miss out on the top four this season. Okay, uh, but personally, for me, I would really love Arsenal to be in the Champions League position, even not for any reason. For the fact that for the past how many years now, make that should it be twenty or more or twelve? I, I can't quite figure out the numbers. When last? Oh, actually, actually, Arsenal fan. Yeah, Arsenal fan. Like MX. When was the last time Arsenal played in the Champions League? I would really love to see them in the Champions League yeah, next season. Don't make, don't make that was that was that was two sixteen. That's Yeah. Okay. That's season before the club. Yeah, in twenty eighteen, took over and now we are with Michael Wow. I would really love them to be to be in the Champions League position. But the question should be now if 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 I'm if I want us to be in the Champions League position, then who is going to drop out of a position? Because from the look of things, Tottenham is on fire. Um, Chelsea, they're really looking shaky, like they are not going to make it to the rest. And uh, let me not talk about Manchester United. But uh, I, I believe Arsenal can do this. They have the quality on on the on the you know, they have the quality the quality side. They actually can you know pull up those surprises coming up now against Leicester City. A huge match for us now. Um, I, I believe they should be able to grind out the results. For me, I believe Arsenal should be able to, you know, get those results against Leicester City. They should. Yeah, against Leicester City. Excuse me, I think Arsenal should be able to get the match. Oh, okay. It's if like you want to match... Yeah, yeah go on, I'm hearing you. Yeah, it's the first game I've been wasted. And the fans are buzzing. Arsenal fans are buzzing. There's, um, there's this atmosphere around the club generally like there's, a, like there's this air of positivity around the club remember last season their first match also on a friday night was a 2 0 loss to Brentford at the Brentford and Brentford Township Station and yeah. we moved around around January to that particular point that was very very bad and for heading into this season the, the mood is positive I'm not I'm not at the biggest fan we're coming, coming in from what he did against Crystal Palace. I think Arsenal fans should be a bit encouraged. Uh, I think they can make it up for this. 
I think they can make it. Okay. Transfer window is still open. Um, they need to get in. I think they still need the center midfielder to improve their position. And definitely, there's also the right wing position. Where okay. When Bukayo Saka is not performing, Arsenal tends to struggle. And Stapala started Mitchell did the. My time, Mitchell did a lucky job against Bukayo Saka in the last game against Stapala. But I don't believe Arsenal had someone else in that right position. But I'm still not convinced on Eddie Ketia and the issues as the two main forward heading into the season. This this was not like last season. Arsenal practically had seven days to prepare for a single Premier League match. There's going to be the Europa League. There's also going to be the the Carabao Cup and also the FA Cup. Yes, okay. they are going to participate in about four competitions. And I'm not really, really convinced there with the with the four number based on what they have shown all through the preseason and their first match of the season. I think Arsenal fans should do they can do both things this season. Okay, no problem. Um well we wish us now all the best in their quest for tougher position. Trust me, I really wish I really want them to be in that position. Now moving on, let's move on to some really um, fierce fixtures that actually fierce fixture that actually happened. Yeah. Liverpool. Somebody say Liverpool. <laughs> they 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 held out their own to newly promoted Fulham United. They were the first team that almost sprung up your surprise against a, a big team. It was Alexandra Mitrovic who scored tries, forcing Liverpool to do a comeback. Now, the man who just knows how to score goals and gets Liverpool on the way, Mohamed Salah, he was on the score sheet again to give Liverpool a hope. Now, the the highlight or the high point of this match was new summer signing Nunes. This guy is on fire. He was he came he came off the bench and scored the equalizer for Liverpool. Now, question is, Wilson, I will actually throw this to you. The performance of Liverpool wasn't that um spectacular. It wasn't the Liverpool we have always known them to be. Yeah, you might want to say the first game of the season, but what can you say about the match, Wilson? Um, I saw the game. I felt like um of course. Fulham are a team that they just came to the Premier League from the Championship and so far as it's their ground, their home, um, that, that fixture was always going to be a kind of um, dicey one. But Liverpool have always been the team to just put, put any, any other team in front of them. Like we saw what they did last season, two seasons ago, whenever they get to play you know, smaller teams, they always you know, blew yeah. them up, 3 new, 4 new. But this one was different because Fulham were a very dominant team last season. But for Liverpool, I, I really think that they may not Hello, Wilson. The kind of Liverpool we saw last season that competed on all four fronts, that competed for a quadruple. But I think they'll be fine in the end. I think they'll be fine in the end. I, like I was wrong about the winning in the end because when he signed for Liverpool, I, I, I watched some few clips of him. I watched him bring my He's going to be Timo Werner 2.0. But, you know, watching him against City at the, the, the what was it called? Coming to field. And um, Liverpool came in and changed that game on Saturday. But I feel like he'll be a good signing for Liverpool in the end. They may not be the same Liverpool that we saw last season, 
So I think they'll be fine. I think maybe a second place finish or a third place finish for Liverpool this season. That's what I see. Okay, a, a, a second place finish or a third place finish for Liverpool. Um, okay, that's nice. But actually, Liverpool are a side that, on a normal note, you would expect them to finish the league first. Now, Manchester City, yeah, you might want to say they have a great squad at their disposal. They have the right manager and the rest. But this is a new season and obviously from the few matches we've seen this season, it's looking like the league is going to be really tough for both Liverpool and City. It all boils down to who gets the job done the most. Now, Fulham looked like they were playing a, 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 yes, they were playing Liverpool, but they weren't playing like they were playing Liverpool actually. Because from the kind of performance they put out against Liverpool, they weren't even scared or afraid of the name Liverpool. They played out their hearts to the fullest, took Liverpool to the to to the edges. MX, yeah. You, but you see, Liverpool are inside, like Wilson said earlier. They're supposed to clinch this three, four goals, but surprise, surprise, it happened. MX. Well, um. It's, it's been very, very difficult every time Jordan Club faces a uh, He has faced him, I think, twice. He has faced him three times prior to the last meeting or something. And, uh, it's just like this big thing. Yeah. So it was it was a difficult match for, for Liverpool. And Liverpool Liverpool were costing up in Fulham Fulham were the better side. I like Jogan Club the excuse he gave about about the pitch main guy was a very, very good excuse. Very, very really? Fulaman, Fulaman, the game plan used to execute it like very, very well. They were able, they, they were able to cut those uh, Liverpool passing channels, just passing like through the middle of the part. And so it was very difficult for Liverpool to really get into it. And Liverpool themselves did not come out of um, guns are blazed. Liverpool fans should be a little bit worried. There's also the issue of the midfield. Thiago actually link off due to injury and I think they're a little bit uh, light in the middle of the park. But at least they were now they did not they did not start the season with the team. Yeah. Last season it took only a point or I think a point or two points for Manchester City to win the game. I think it's too yeah. early for Liverpool to start dropping points in this title race because we we all the quality of team and managers that the title race is between Liverpool and uh, and, um, and Man City, yeah. Liverpool missing losing those points earlier might come up to my turn around and affect the team they found during the charge for the title. So, well, I believe Jordan Cup is one there with very, very good, uh, good, good tactical comments. So, going to work on, on those results. And I saw Liverpool to get something better next match. Okay, Jason Club, a really tactical manager indeed. He has proven his prowess in different matches against smaller teams. But hopefully, um, this season he does he gets to do it again. He gets to do it again. Personally, I believe Liverpool. I I I want them to to clinch it. Manchester has been kind of that many times, like back to back. That's three seasons in a row. Come on, let another person, me another person, follow career up now. Like, this is his new role. Yeah, that's 
Okay, I'm, what I'm saying, let another person follow and carry it now. I, I, they are not the only one in the league now, but at least, at least let my... Let my darling Chelsea at least at least win it this season, if it's any hope for us. But that aside, just on a lighter note, um, Chelsea. Talking about Chelsea now, guys, what could you say about this? Um, someone once said that the penalty general Josinho just knows how to score penalties for fun, and he actually did it against Everton. 1-0 at Godson Park to give Chelsea all three points as he left Godson Park with a three-point lead against Everton. Now, Everton, uh, although I didn't watch in, in the full match, but full with a game plan and they carried out that game plan in earnest. They weren't really scared of Chelsea or whatever. Now, Chelsea, uh, side who normally against Everton, new, new coach Frank Lampard, we expected he would do the he would do it, he would do a miracle like he would surprise us, but it didn't happen. A lot of persons were expecting okay, Frank Lampard would come and defeat Chelsea in his own home ground, but it didn't happen. Now the question is, Wilson, I would actually throw this to you. Which of new Chelsea's um, you know new signings that Chelsea got surprised you the most? Because from what we saw, in, personally, personally, what I saw in that match. Ah, this guy, what's his name? Um, Cocorella and um, Bruges, Ram Stalin, all of them had their match, they had to teach of the field. Now, who were you mostly impressed with amongst all the players that were signed in and your, your, your match thought on the game, Wilson? Um, personally, I was impressed with Koulibaly. He looked very comfortable. He looked like somebody that had played in the Premier League for now. He was able to cope with the intensity, so to speak, because those Everton Wengers they were kind of fast. I, I, I really haven't seen Everton like that, especially under Frank Lampard with that kind of intensity that they brought to Chelsea on Saturday. And the atmosphere at Goodison Park is always a tough one for Chelsea. That's like our bookie team. We haven't won there for the last four years. Yeah. Always be and you know, sometimes it doesn't clean it, is it? Well, that's good impact. When I saw that picture, I was, I was kind of worried. I was like, why good impact at first? But in the end, um, like I said, Libaldi, he was very impressive. Um, Sterling, I think Sterling would do well with Chelsea. He, he knows how to make those mesmerizing runs. The last time we saw him here, like that was any hazard. Um, who else? Um, Marco Corella. I thought he was very sharp when he came in. He's, he's, he's obviously going to bench Benchiro in, in no distant time. Then um, Amando Bruja, very decent too. Kawabat was a bit slow, just as, as we all expect to. I, I think in the end, if if this Chelsea team will, will, will compete in this league this season, then a lot has to change going forward because we cannot keep relying on the defence to save team every game because that game um I think Thiago Silva was the man of the match. If we are going, going to compete this season, then that has to stop. We need we need to have um, you know good performance from the midfield to the attack. We need the team to be sharp going forward. I think they were not sharp on Saturday, the attack and the defense the match we had I, I think at the point we had like five corners on, on the roof. I couldn't really yeah. do anything. Nobody was there to head in the ball. 
when it comes to crossing from corners or free kicks. But in the end, I, I think this Chelsea team has a lot of work to do. They have a lot of work to do, judging from that game. We were kind of very fortunate in the end because if not for that penalty, maybe that game would have been what one year to Everton or a boring new new draw. But in the end, it's the three points that matter. So going forward, I, I think they, they can improve on that performance against Everton. Else... Mm-hmm. And I fear that you know some, some things will have to happen at Stamford Bridge, but let me just leave it at that. They have a lot of work to do. Yeah, like you actually said, Chelsea have a lot of work to do. Personally, I believe, like the the in terms of the formation that Thomas Tuchel, um, the team lineup he used that day. Um, when you have the likes of Rhyme Sterling, Mr. Mount wasn't at his best. He wasn't at his best in this match. I personally, I would prefer starting Cocorella, um, Broja, and then Ram Sterling up front. Personally, I don't even understand what Jorginho was even playing. Uh, that that uh, like I don't understand what he was even playing. Self MX. Jorginho wasn't at his best. The only thing I could say is the penalty he scored. He tried about that. Normally, he doesn't miss penalty. He had 19 out of 20 penalties, but he really did good. But he wasn't on his like he wasn't on his best performance against Everton. The MX. Uh, the Jorginho situation uh, is kind of dicey for Chelsea at the moment, considering the way. Chelsea and uh, I think uh, conversation needs to be on being with that Chelsea team. He's a, he's a player I like um, very, very much. And he, he offers them um, those uh, those runs into, into, from the middle of the park to the opponent um, or the, to the opponent area, and he's able to his ability to beat press is is is, is top notch. So uh, I, I think Jorginho it was just a normal Jorginho performance. I think. Most people don't read Jogging, but assuming we met Jogging under, maybe assuming we watch Jogging play on that Jogging, on that Pep Guardiola, guys. Yeah. We would have, we would have marveled with this. We would have marveled at the side of Jogging. It's a very, very good apple. With the system Tomasoku likes to play, recycling of possession and all sorts, he's struggling a little bit. For, for Chelsea, it was a they have never won a long they won at the end because it's a very very tough round. Yeah, it's been a while actually. I think since 27. It's been a while. That was... Uh... So, I just believe it was a smash and grab. They did the smash and grab and it's okay. And I don't, want, I don't know why people are surprised <laughs> about the quality of Kulibali. Like, are you guys just rating Kulibali now? Kulibali has been literally... Kulibali is a quality player. He has been among the best five defenders in the world for the past five years. Yes, most, he has. The problem is most people don't watch the talent series, and you are only uh, focus and attention is only on the situation. Well, has been top notch. He's, he's, he's a world class defender, and he just showed that. Uh, I just as Thomas Tuchel said, most of Chelsea defenders are all the three defenders that started for Chelsea are both thirty. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big concern. If they face up against PC attackers that are going to stretch this, if you stretch to the valley, stretch the receiver, stretch them to the locator for at least uh, 25 30 minutes, when they face the quality of position, 
also to happen for the London game. So, but for Chelsea, it's the transfer window is still on. They might be able to get Wesley for finance and score that. Special things are good. For me, on that, I'm not sure that will be. That was an okay. It was just a smash up. And they did it. But, but, but all, all, the, the, what, what matters most is the three point and they were able to get it. Now, I, I was actually to ask um, Chelsea right now, they brought in Ryan Sterling from Manchester City, they brought in Broja. But do Chelsea really need a, a striker at the moment? The transfer window is still open because in this match, the defense was, was okay. Midfield was really not okay, was a little bit porous. There were, there were a lot of passes and balls going through. But attacking wise, like going forward, that's where I feel Chelsea have a little issues with. Um, Wilson, with the Lukaku having gone out on loan, and then um, what's the name? Timowena, I heard he's been sold to Leipzig. Does Chelsea really need a striker at the moment? Because um, Hakim Ziyech is not really sure of playing in Chelsea again. Kai Havertz, he's mostly in and out. But do we really need a striker at the moment? Yeah, um, yes. I think Chelsea needs like a number nine, like an experienced number nine. Uh, I, I have seen reports that we're going for, a, I think, trust them. Because right now there are no um, young strikers that are good enough um, to play for Chelsea. Brother, I, I don't okay. think I don't think if we are going to compete that he should be our starting number nine. Kai Hava in that position. So I think Chelsea will need a focal point as a, a player that will say, look, this Hello Wilson. They are all rotating because of a force nine system to play. So I think if we have a striker that will be a focal point, then I feel like okay, we are going to have a target that if crosses are going in, they're saying this is our target, this is the player that we are looking for. And we are looking yeah. to score goals for us, and that will be a focal point for the team. And that will help the yeah. team concentrate more because right now it's, it's more or less like the team is very scattered. The strikers and the midfielders, they are all midfielders. Then the attackers are just going, and you know, if there's an opening, no they don't score. That's no, no, no real direction up front. But I think a standing number nine will give Chelsea that direction up front. I think they need a, a striker number nine. Okay, okay. MX. Hey guys. Hey, yeah. No, okay. I'll actually, actually throw you this question. Okay. Chelsea, do you fancy the chances? Um, probably I wouldn't want to say winning the league, but yeah, they have they have what it takes to win the league. Champions League position, is it looking sure for Chelsea or winning the league? Let's do this real quick. Let's run it. Let's... I, I, I winning the league. It's difficult for Chelsea to win this season. To win the end, there's this trend for Chelsea. End of Chelsea have won the league. They've always had the striker that scored at least 18 to 20 last season. When they won under Diego, Antonio Conte was Diego Costa. They won under the Simone. There was the Drogba. I think under Carlo Ancelotti, there was also the Drogba. There's always this striker that gets at least uh, 20 goals. And but there's nobody in that Chelsea forward line that can 
it's easier for them to make the local champions league. I said this because it is a it's a it's a it's a cup game. You yeah. Understand? Just two fixtures. If they can navigate their way through the stages, it's just the one that we find. Uh, and they can get those um, impressive results. And maybe I think it's it's a bit easier to win the local champions league. Coming to the Premier League, it's going to be 38, uh, 38 golden, golden games, and it's going to be very difficult for them. But oh. I think they'll make the top four. Chelsea definitely make the top four. Top four position is always is always certain for Chelsea. Uh, they did it last season. They went to Champions League, but hopefully this season they get to do it once again. Now let's move on to other games that were played on Saturday. Now we'll rush through quickly because we're a little bit out of time. Tottenham must play four new victors over Southampton, probably the biggest win of the EPL. Uh, first match as as a Tottenham boss in the Premier League in the new season. That was really huge. Now, Tottenham Sports are a team who normally they What can you say, Wilson? Are they in such a position to do this this season? Because from what I'm seeing, I got this question: top position is really looking fierce right now. Wilson, are you there? Yeah, you were saying sorry, I was distracted. Okay, I was actually, and I mean, new around and Anthony Conte, he has actually gotten the the league on, on a high note. He started by defeating Southampton 4-0. Now, what if, it was a really brilliant performance, I must confess. Now, the question now boils down to this: Tottenham Moscow are are they in a position to finish top four? Because from other from other teams, we could see Arsenal, Chelsea. Arsenal, I don't know why I'm putting Arsenal in the league, but I believe Arsenal should do it. Arsenal, Chelsea, um, Liverpool, Man City. Is there any chance, any any possibility of Tottenham finishing top four? Um, of course, of course. In fact, mo- most people have said Tottenham will win the league this season. I I think uh, really, even if they don't win the league, I think they they're going to win a trophy under and before he leaves. But I think they'll be a very strong contenders for the Premier League this season. The way Antonio Conte sets his team up, he sets them okay. up for. If you look at his track records, he has won a league with Inter, Chelsea in his first season. And this is Spurs now in his second season. And if you look at how they've been performing from the back end of last season, you know, beating Man City, beating Arsenal and the likes, then I think. Everybody should be on their toes. Everybody should be scared for this Tottenham team. I think they are going to be a serious threat this season. In, okay. Not just in, in England, in Europe. Because if you look at the squad that they have, they actually have you know, um, a good front line in Hurricane Son and Dejan Kulusevsky. So I, I think they'll be they'll be a hard nut to crack. You know, Antonio Conte's team are always a hard nut to crack. They score a lot of goals. That has been with Andre Condition, then with a player like Harry Kane and Son in the side, then I think we should be worried. I, I, I see them winning the league this season. That's okay. just what I think. I, I think they may win the league this season. They so may win the league this Yeah. 
they may win the league this is the way you have the likes of well, it's possible reacts of chelsea that are that are really hot and, and right you, want to call us, you want to call us now too now please please i just can we can we just leave us out of the equation for that's not going to win the league too uh, MMX, please. Arsenal is not winning anything. It's not you telling me that Arsenal will win the league. What are you saying? Seriously? Ah. Well, it's possible in football. You never say never. It's possible. Take it to the bank. You know? Arsenal win the league. And the Champions Arsenal. League too. Oh, oh, it's true. It's true. It's possible. Even the Europa League itself, they can win. Remind you of this the win is okay let's let's move on let's move on some other features that was played yesterday um sorry on saturday my apologies was bomot newly promoted bomot won us villa by two goals to nothing leaves united they were two one victors over wovan two wonders and newcastle were two zero winners over nottingham forest now let's um move on to games that was played on sunday the big one Manchester united Losing, losing to Brighton over Albion was really, really surprising to a lot of persons. Wilson, Wilson, can you hear me? Um, Wilson looks like Wilson is no longer here. Uh, MX, are you there? Manchester United against Brighton over Albion. Okay, looks like we lost eyes. I don't know, but hopefully they get to reconnect now. Wilson, are you there? Wilson, can you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry, I heard a bit of network issues. So, okay, MX, MX, and Wilson. Okay, nice having you guys back. I was actually talking about the game between Manchester United and one of the biggest surprises of the week. A huge surprise. Now, I would really want to ask the obvious question because number one, number one, where I, I really believe that Eric Ten Hag, the first manager to lose the opening, opening match in the Premier League as a United boss. Now, the formation, lineup, Wilson. I can hear you. Seems, seems like MX is a bit busy. Wilson. I can hear you. Hello, Wilson. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, okay. Uh, you heard what I said. I was actually asking MX. Um, the obvious question. Why bench Christian Ronaldo when... Does it does it mean you're underrated Brighton over Albion? Against a small team, you might want to say Brighton over Albion, but that wasn't the ideal thing. Brought him in the second half and then expecting Ronaldo to do the magic, which didn't happen, obviously. Mm, I I feel like apart from the fact that he's he's not really much fit because he didn't travel with the team for preseason. He just did his first matters last weekend or two. Or the weekend before that, 
the the saga behind his transfer out of my is another factor of course why he didn't start and i feel like if eric ten hag is going to succeed as my united manager then he should have some balls if cristiano ronaldo wants to leave my united let him go there's no point keeping a player that doesn't want to stay because i believe if that was a marcus rashford that was saying look i want to leave the team nobody will be here saying we don't want you to leave the team they would have let him go the first or second week of the transfer window because of the profile of the player yeah. is Cristiano Ronaldo of course one of the greatest players of all time maybe that's why they are stopped to let him go or something but I feel like he you don't have to be as I don't want to be there you will see his reaction when the second goal came like I told you yeah you could see so but I think in the end you have to you have to let players that don't want to play for your club leave and clearly Ronaldo doesn't want to play for Man United anymore so you should let him leave I think he's 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 kind of a bit unprofessional the way he has gone about it all summer just that so let him go he wants to leave let him leave that's what he's saying so there's no point even starting him that much though Anthony Martial who would have played in his place was injured so he had to use a first line system at the end I think just let the man go if he wants to go Let the man go if he wants to go, says Wilson. Now, Manchester United is looking really shaky. Manchester United, they've always been a side who brings in coaches and sack them the next season based on poor performances from... I don't know who... At times, when the team performs badly, you tend to blame the coach instead of blaming the players. But that's Manchester United for you. But hopefully, in the next coming match, they tend to pick up form and certainly get winning. Now, finally, on today's edition of the show, the big one. Ellen Brunhalan, who just knows how to score debut goals. He yes, he did it as he scored twice. He converted he, he he converted one from the penalty spot and scored one again to give Manchester United, Manchester City, I beg your pardon, a two-nil victory over West Ham. Now that was really great performance from Manchester City all around they were total dominance of West Ham. West Ham they came with the game plan, but they were just overshadowed by Manchester City in all in, in all aspects of the of the field in every department. West Ham were were no match to Manchester City. Now Edinburgh had a new talent from Borussia Dortmund. We are going to the game for Manchester City. The future looks promising for him. Hopefully he gets to score more goals. Now MX your much thought yeah, on the game Manchester City versus West Ham. Real quick, let's go.
Okay. Uh, okay. Now Wilson, over to you. Your match thoughts on the game. Let's 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 go real quick. Sorry, come again. I didn't hear you. I said your match thoughts on the game real quick. Let's go. We are out of time. Okay, the city against um West Ham. West Ham. Yes. Uh, okay, I, I feel like um, Elin Haaland has come to the league and he has made a statement to all the Premier League clubs that we should be scared, you know, and whatever we saw at Liverpool, um, the fluke, and he's not here to joke, he's not here to, to mess around with anybody, he's actually here for the golden boots, and if he's here for the golden boots, we know what that means, that means City are here for the league title again. And of course, that will cement the Premier League place as the latest farmers league in town. Well, what I, I think is is to be um, a good season for him. He will score. Um, when you hear the name Ellen Haaland, what you think of his goals? And if he has the chances to score goals, he will score goals. That's one thing that's guaranteed with Ellen Haaland. And Man City a team that creates those chances. So I think he's going to do well. But I, I think Man City will not be okay, like like the way they were last season. But, but in the end, I, I think they will, they, will, they will have what it takes to win the league again. It may, it may not be as dominant as they were last season because, of course, teams will figure them out a lot more easier because now they have a focal point, a striker. But I think they'll have what it takes to win the league this season. Okay, they have what it actually. They really have what it takes to win the league. When you have the likes of Phil, um, what's his name? Um, um, I'm trying to remember his name now. Um, the young striker, the young striker. What's that? Uh, I can't quite remember. The, the I really, I really support. Takes to win the league. Bro, how to pull up the strings and get the job done at the end of the day but hopefully from the look of things this league uh, this season really looks first and it, it, oh, sorry come again sorry I didn't hear you what did you say this is Julian Alvarez that was the same Julian Alvarez from that this um, season, I I don't want them to win the league. Like I I don't I don't know why I'm saying this, but I actually believe that Chelsea will not be biased, but Chelsea or like my brother MX will say Arsenal, which is looking likely impossible, should win the league. Well, it's at this junction I would officially say a revenge to you. Um, I really appreciate MX. MX, thank you for being and joining me on today's edition of the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure speaking to you and them. Wilson, unfortunately, the other guests will not join us. But it's, it's, been a, it's been a very, very interesting conversation. And thanks for the opportunity. I hope to be on the podcast of all the time. Been, I, I really enjoyed myself. And thanks to Wilson and thanks to you also. Sorry for the interruptions interruptions we had it's network uh, you can't fully talk uh, network especially in this part of the country but it was it was a great great yeah, I enjoyed myself thank you very much uh, thank you very much it was really a, a huge pleasure having you now Wilson 
you're the boss like i'd always call you thank you very much for for doing this with me um thank you very much Wilson. thank you thank you very much um thank you amex too um it's been a while i did this sure definitely we are here for you um, all the games that will be played this season, trust me, Splash Super Podcast were set to give you all the action. Well, for me, the Sport CPU, it's a wrap. I appreciate you being there and for staying tuned to the very last minute of the show. It's really nice having you there. Well, just in case you haven't followed us on all our social media handles, what are you doing? Head on to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Splash F Podcast. Follow us, drop your comment and your master of these games, and I'll be really pleased to read your responses. Thank you very much once again. Do have yourself a pleasant night rest for me. The spot CPU, it's a wrap. Do have yourself a splendid night rest. Bye bye. <laughs> thank you very much guy i really appreciate it i i didn't expect it to be long like this but we tried we did great we did great it was nice having you once again your voice went down a little and i started like we were tired or something but nice having you sha you tried bro thanks Thank you very much, guy. I really appreciate it. I, I, I didn't expect it to be long like this, but we tried. We did great. We did great. It was nice having you once again. Your voice went down a little on the side, like we were tired or something. But nice having you, sir. You tried, bro. Thanks. And my boss, thank you very much, boss. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be long like this, but it's okay. It's all fine. Hopefully, we'll do this once again. And the other matches that will be going down in the league. Thank you very much, boss. I really appreciate it. Uh, my boss. Thank you very much, boss. I really appreciate it. Uh, now, after... It's long. It might take time to process.
Да. Замысл от них заустоит идти из
This in drop now. Yeah, five percent.
Okay. I just watched the video now. <sighs> what I was saying you should use as first was either any browser that either Chrome or Firefox. You just copy that link and paste. I believe it should work. I just saw your video now. My apologies. Sorry for that. Well, the show has already ended. Uh, but we'll, I'll still do another one, Sha. I'll still do another one. Maybe because more matches are going to come up now. That Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I would, I would rectify this whole not connecting issue before then. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, I'm 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 I just watched the video now. What I would say you should use as first was either. I'm here like someone that's smoky, bro. My God. I go let this thing show what do you see processing I just have 34 percent
Tara, faz isso.